One Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. Amen. Amen. Well, what a beautiful time of worship. And I love that song that we were singing, Yes, I Will Bless His Name. And it reminds me of uh, David's declaration, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And uh, even as we're in this season, uh, I believe that's a, a powerful thing to remember that we can't always control the season that we're in, but we can control the song in us, that we can declare the goodness of God even in the midst of a difficult season and difficult circumstances. And I'm so glad to be with you all this morning. And uh, I've been missing being with you. Some of you know uh, that uh, Jennifer and I have been on a summer sabbatical. And uh, we were back for a bit and then out uh, just with some adjustments to our travel plans uh, due to all of the COVID situation. But we're so glad uh, to be back and uh, just longing to be with you all. And I know, of course, as we're coming back, uh, we're not coming back to kind of church as normal, so to speak. Uh, we're still in this COVID season. And uh, that's kind of what I want to speak to you about today. Uh, I, I want to speak to you today a message that I'm calling household salvation, household salvation. Uh, because as we are still in this season, uh, we really are limited to, to being at home. And uh, many of us have been doing home office for a number of months. Uh, we're doing, uh, although we're doing church online, uh, you are probably watching from home, maybe with your family, maybe with a few friends, maybe you're gathered in one of our house church gatherings, uh, but it's church at home. And I know also uh, some of you have maybe reluctantly jumped in now to homeschool too. And so it's kind of all things things happening at home. And I know that uh, for all of us, that can, can really be a challenge and can feel so limiting. But I, I believe, just as my dad said so beautifully last week, that when we face a difficulty, it can also be an opportunity. And I believe the limitations that we're currently in is an opportunity for us to remember what matters the most. Uh, limitations really causes us to focus on what is most important. And I want to read to you a, a passage of Scripture today out of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3 to 7. And it's a passage that may be familiar to you, but the context may not be familiar. And so I want to jump in in, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. This is the Apostle Paul uh, speaking to his spiritual son, Timothy, and he says this, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did, as without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you. That's how I feel to all of you being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Verse 7 is a 
verse that we are probably all familiar with and has been quoted certainly a lot in recent months. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What an awesome reminder and declaration of faith. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. A great reminder for all of us. But I want to point out to you today that although that verse may be familiar to us, oftentimes we are unaware of the context of it. And the historical context is Paul is writing this letter to Timothy as he is in prison in Rome. And this is Paul's last letter. It's the last letter that he would write. And he is uh, speaking to his son in the faith, Timothy. And as he is limited in physical uh, ability in prison, as, and as he's also limited in time, knowing that this is probably one of his last words to his son in the faith, Timothy. It gives us a glimpse of what matters the most. Limitation reminds us of what matters the most. And I want you to see that the whole context of this passage that we have just read this morning can really be summed up in one word, and that is impartation. Impartation. I know that is maybe not a word that you use a lot. It's probably not trending on Twitter right now, but it's an important word because it really communicates uh, the way that the kingdom of God advances. And, And really what it means is that what is in me, I am passing on to another. I am imparting my faith to another. And here Paul is in his final moments. He's limited. And so his message is crystal clear, focused. And he's saying, Timothy, I want you to remember what is in you. Fan into flame, stir up what I have imparted into you through the laying on of my hands. And also what has been imparted to you from your grandmother into your mother and now is in to you. And I believe that that is a, a great reminder for all of us as we are limited in this season to remember that the measurement of our life is ultimately not determined by what we accomplish, but by what we impart to others. The impact of our lives will never be seen fully through our lives and our lifetime, but will ultimately be seen in eternity and determined not by what we do, but by what we impart into others. I believe that's a great reminder for all of us right now as we're stuck, so to speak, at home, as we're limited in so many ways that those limitations can be a blessing because it can remind us of what matters the most, and that is that we are first of all, followers of Jesus, and then imparting that into others. Let me say it this way. The number one priority that we should have is that we make sure that everyone that's close to us enters into the kingdom of God. Household salvation. And that word household in the New Testament is not just about the people that live under your roof or maybe your biological family alone. It really includes every person that is close to you. I love what the Bible says of Noah, that he built the ark for the saving of his household. And I believe that in this moment, God may be reminding us of what matters most is not necessarily what office uh, you uh, climb the ladder of corporate America into or, or even uh, you know what house you live in. It's 
who you are imparting into. The measurement of our lives is not in what we accomplish, but in what we impart into others. This is how the kingdom of God expands. And as we are so limited in this season, I want to remind you to live a life of impartation. What is in you? I want to say to you, like Paul said to Timothy, what is in you? I want to remind you, stir it up, impart it into other people. So I want to give you today out of this passage, just a few thoughts of keys to impartation, living a life that would experience household salvation. Now, I'm not saying that we're limiting our influence just to our house, but it's been said that the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest at home. As we're limited in this season, I think it's a good opportunity for us to refocus on living a life that is imparting our faith, imparting into our family, imparting into those of us with children, into our children. Uh, you know, for those of us with children, if, if we accomplish anything in life, it's enough if, our, if we impart faith into our children. Uh, those of us perhaps that maybe don't have children, maybe don't even live with family, but you have neighbors, you have coworkers, you have people in your household that you can impart into. And so the first thing I want you to see, if we're going to live a, a life of impartation and, and have a household salvation, the first thing I want you to see is that your faith is your greatest gift. Your faith is your greatest gift. Notice what Paul says to Timothy, that genuine faith, and I really want to focus on verse 5 of this passage. That genuine faith, which was in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. You know, his grandmother and his mother could have passed on a lot of things to Timothy, but the greatest thing that they passed on to him was faith. It was faith. And all of us in the natural want to leave an inheritance. We want to leave an inheritance to our children. We want to leave an inheritance to our family. The Bible says that a, a godly man leaves an inheritance. But I, I want you to remember that the greatest inheritance you leave is not material wealth, but spiritual wealth. The greatest gift you can give to another person, and specifically that we can pass on to our family, is the gift of faith. Peter talks about this in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7. He talks about the, the genuine faith which is more precious than gold. More precious than gold. If you could give your family all of the gold in Fort Knox, if they still have gold in Fort Knox, I don't know. But if you could give all of that to them, it wouldn't be of more value than giving them faith. Than giving them the gift of faith. Jesus talks about that in Luke chapter 12. He talks about the man who had great natural wealth, had huge amounts of money, super successful in the eyes of the world. But the Bible says, or Jesus says, he was poor towards God. You know, I don't think that material wealth and spiritual wealth are mutually exclusive, but I do believe that what matters the most is not just our material wealth, but our spiritual wealth. And if I'm going to leave an inheritance, I want the inheritance of my life to be more than a house, more than cars, more than money, more than an education that I could pass on. I want it to be the gift of faith. I was reminded of this so poignantly recently at the memorial service for our brother Brian Carling. And um, 
as we were there gathered with so many people that were there to celebrate his life and the impact that he made. I was so impacted by his son JD's words as JD was talking about the life of his dad. And he could have said a lot of things that his dad did for him. He talked about his dad being at his hockey games. He talked about his dad uh, reading stories to him. But what impacted JD's life really the most and what continues what impacted me is JD told the story of one night after his dad had been reading him a bedtime story. He said to JD, he said, have you received Jesus? And he gave JD the opportunity to receive the gift of faith. And as many of us have received the gift of faith, I want to remind you today, the greatest thing that we can give to another person to our children, to our family members, to our friends, to our neighbors is not just material wealth, but it's the gift of faith. Maybe in this time you feel so limited, limited. Maybe you're, maybe you don't have all the financial resources that you'd like to have. Maybe you've not been able to do the things in this season that you'd like to do. Maybe you've been thrown into homeschooling and you're going, how am I going to give my child everything that they need? How am I going to teach them everything? And, and again, certainly there's nothing wrong with teaching math and English. We need to know all of those things, but all of it pales in comparison to the gift of faith. Listen to this. If you can't give them anything else, just give them Jesus. Just give them Jesus. Jesus said it this way, seek first the kingdom of God. What is eternal? What is lasting? Seek the kingdom of God and all the other things will be added unto you. Your faith is the greatest gift. The second thing I want you to see is notice what Paul said to Timothy. He said, it's the genuine faith that is, was in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice and now is in you. Not just faith, but genuine faith. In other words, we don't pass on what we say. We pass on who we are. We pass on who we are. You cannot give what you do not possess. And if there is a genuine faith, as Paul says that there is, and the scripture says that there is, then it's probably worth recognizing that there is then also a, a fake faith or a knockoff faith. If there's genuine faith, there has to be knockoff faith. When I think about knockoff faith, I think about uh, a number of years ago when I was with a group of friends in New York City and one of my friends wanted to get a Louis Vuitton bag. It was at the time where that was kind of the thing to have for some people and he wanted a Louis Vuitton bag, except he didn't want to go to the Louis Vuitton store on Fifth Avenue and pay thousands of dollars. He wanted to go to the guy down on the corner and pay 50 bucks. So he went to the guy on the corner he called his friend, drove up in a van, and we, he bought a Louis Vuitton bag, uh, quote-unquote Louis Vuitton, but it wasn't genuine. It, it was knockoff, and, you know, it, it looked okay. It had that little LV, you know, symbol that, that uh, he'd be paying the money for. It, it, it had the name, and it even looked good at a distance, but when you got up close to it, you could tell it didn't bear the marks, and the difference between genuine and knockoff is a knockoff can take the name, but it doesn't bear the marks. And the same is true when it comes to following Jesus. It's easy to say, I'm a Christian. In fact, Jesus even says that, that in the last days, many will say, or when we stand before Jesus, many will say, Lord, Lord, they'll take the name. But Jesus will say, depart from me. I never knew you. 
And Peter says that the thing that reveals the genuineness of our faith is testing. And there's many people right now that are being tested in their faith. In fact, all of us are being tested in our faith. It's easy to say you're a Christian, but there's a difference between being a cultural Christian and a true, genuine follower of Jesus. Paul says it this way in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, Live a life worthy of the calling with which you were called. Worthy. In other words, live a life that's worth following. If you want to pass on your faith to others, uh, it, it needs to be a faith worth following. It needs to be worth something. The difference between the genuine and the knockoff is that the genuine is costly. And, and I'll tell you, it, it is costly to be a follower of Jesus, but it is worth it. You can't pass on a fake faith. Nobody wants to follow a fake faith, but, but give me somebody that says they love Jesus and demonstrates it in their life. They may not be perfect, but that's a person worth following. And, and I want to encourage you with that, that you don't have to be perfect to pass on your faith to others, but you do need to be genuine. You, you do need to make sure that, that you are real. You don't have to be perfect, just be real. And so the first thing I want you to see is that your faith is your greatest gift. The second thing I want you to see is that you impart who you are. So let's be genuine. The third thing I want you to see, I believe that this passage reinforces is number three, this that impartation happens in seed form. How do we impart things in the natural, physically? How do we impart our traits and characteristics into our children? It's, it's through seed form. The same is true spiritually. You know, sometimes we think that impartation requires some, you know, major, significant download into another person. It's like, all right, sit down and I'm just going to give you the whole counsel of God. But that's not the way impartation happens. Impartation and passing our faith on happens in seed form. Jesus said it this way, that the gospel of the kingdom is like a seed which was sown. He says that uh, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. And so the way that we impart our faith into others is not bringing in some huge download of faith, but it's just sowing seed. For those of us with children, I want to encourage you, and we've already talked about this, but I want to just say it again. Look for little moments that you can impart faith into your kids. Look for moments where maybe it's a training moment, a, a behavioral training moment, but rather than just addressing the behavior, address the heart behind it. I had a moment like that with one of my kids, uh, which will sh remain nameless at this moment, but they didn't unload the dishwasher the way that Jen had told them to unload the dishwasher. And we had to have a little correction moment, as we all do. And, and I could have just overlooked it or forgotten about it, but I recognized the issue wasn't just him unloading the dishwasher. The issue was his heart. And I needed to recognize that opportunity in that moment to impart faith. I said to him, you know, the Bible says, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. That's a little mantra in our house. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. 
We teach that to our children. What are we doing? We're not trying to make them into robots. We're trying to impart faith into them. We're trying to impart a tenderness of heart. The issue is not the dishwasher or the grass being mowed or the clothes being picked up off of the floor. The issue is the heart. And when we recognize those moments as a moment to address the heart, we can see the ability to pass on our faith, an opportunity for impartation. I want to encourage you in this season that although you may feel limited, although you may feel stuck at home and you're just going, I'm ready to get out of this, limitations are an opportunity for us to remember what matters the most. Although there's so many things that we can accomplish in this world, the ultimate measurement of our life is not in our accomplishments, but in what we impart into others. And even as you're limited in this time, God may want you to remember the ultimate measurement of your life is not in what's temporal, it's what is in it, what is eternal. Would you bow your heads right now? I'd love to just pray for you as we prepare to close. I know wherever you're at, maybe you're watching this in a house church gathering, maybe you're joining us today at home with your family. Maybe you're tuning in from some other part of the country, or maybe you're listening to this just as you're driving down the street. But I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. I believe that even during this season, God is just helping us to remember what matters the most. I get a constant reminder on my phone. I've set the limits of my social media to 15 minutes. And when I reach that limit, it says, ignore limits. I have that constant reminder. Do I want to live a life with limits or out of limits? And limits help us to remember what matters the most. And right now, the Holy Spirit may be putting that reminder in your heart of what matters the most, what matters for eternity. Are you living just for your own accomplishment or to impart faith into others? And I believe there's probably numbers of us that are feeling different things today. Perhaps some of you, if you're honest, you can't impart faith into others, into your own family or your friends, because you don't have that genuine faith. The Bible says that even our faith is a gift from God. It's not our own works. It's God that gives faith. And so here's the good news that right now, wherever you're at, the Holy Spirit can cause that faith to come into your spirit. He can cause you, as Jesus says, to be born again. And maybe God's doing that in your heart right now. Maybe you in your own heart are feeling, I don't want to just live for what's temporal. I want to live for what is eternal. I want to be a follower of Jesus. I want to encourage you to receive Jesus today. Open up your heart today. Maybe some of you, as you hear this, and we talk about being a genuine follower of Jesus, having genuine faith, maybe you'd say, you know, there's some parts of my life that, are, that, that I'm a fake follower. I've got the name, but I'm not bearing the marks. Maybe there's some things that are, that are out of alignment with the true marks of a follower of Jesus. The Bible says this, that we are to confess our faults one to another. Our faults are our shortcomings. It's the things that don't match up with what we say we believe. And right now, and as we prepare to close in just a moment, maybe you need to confess some things in your life that have been false, things that are not matching up. Or maybe for some of you, 
You've been so frustrated in this season because of the limitations and you know right now God is speaking to you about the power of impartation and imparting your faith, living a life that matters for eternity. I want to encourage you to ask God to speak to you about the people that he's calling you to impart into their lives. And so, Father, we thank you right now, God, that across every home and every screen and every person that's tuning into this. Father, thank you that although we may be limited, God, your spirit is not. And I pray right now, Lord, for those that have never received you into their lives, that have never opened up their heart through faith. God, I pray right now, Lord, that you would give the gift of faith into their hearts, that they would say, I want to follow Jesus today, that they would make that decision. God, for those that perhaps have a, a, an area of their lives where they say, I've been a fake follower. God, thank you that your grace is sufficient. And Lord, I pray you'd encourage them today that you are giving us an opportunity right now, testing us now, Lord, so that we don't have to be tested on the last day. Lord, for those that maybe have felt frustrated through limitations, God, I pray that you would give us all the reminder that the measurement of our lives is not just in what we accomplish, but in what we impart into others, the gift of faith. We thank you for that now. I pray your blessing upon every single person today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us today. And again, for those of you who are guests today, maybe you've just jumped in since we've been in this season of Church Online. We're so glad that you are with us and we would love to connect with you. And Or maybe you, you made that decision today to open up your heart to Jesus through faith. We would love to encourage you, to help you, uh, to, to take next steps as a follower of Jesus. And so I just want to remind you, all you have to do is go to ocparkdistrict.com, fill out the, that connection card. We'll be in touch with you. And I want to encourage all of you, just take some time, talk about this, reflect on this, and I believe that God is going to do great things through His Word. So thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.